by far one of the coolest things I have ever done in 25 years of helping couples is launch this VIP Inner Circle membership. Check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. Get 24-7 digital coaching from me, yours truly, Michael Smalley. Find a community, find other people where you get to interact with me every single week. You get to ask your questions. We get to have conversations about the things that matter most to you. Again, check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. It was such a good morning. We were up early. We got to the airport with plenty of time. Yeah, I'm very neurotic about being early for flights. We're flying to one of our favorite cities in the entire world, New York City. I had been upgraded to first class. And because I am, I mean, I don't want to brag, but because I'm like the greatest husband in the history of the world, past, present, future, I gave my upgrade to my lovely wife. We're boarding the plane. I am, I'm being manly all over the place. So I'm, I got my wife's suitcase or carry on and I'm putting that up for her. And she's like, thank you so much for, you know, giving me your first class seat. I'm like, don't even worry about it. Wink, wink. That means maybe later. Anyways, as I get her suitcase up, I give her a little kiss and go, hey, don't worry, have fun. I'll be right back here in row 12. She's like, all right. And then as I go to walk away, I hear four of the worst words a wife can ever utter to a husband, in particular, if your husband's a runner, because that's what we're talking about today, the runner in the Primal Panic series the the avoider and the four words and it it like my palms get a little bit sweaty just sharing this but everything had been fine these four words came out of nowhere they're highly offensive highly disturbing they're the worst thing that she could ever say to me ever 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 she says and i quote we need to talk. Oh. And at those lovely words, I melt down. And of course, I'm a runner. So I don't melt down immediately right in front of her, but immediately the heart starts pounding, the head starts racing. I start like, wait, what do we need to talk about? What did I do this morning? I don't think I've made a mistake this morning. Did I do something yesterday? Is this something from last week? Is this an oldie but goodie kind of fight that we're going to have once we land in New York City? I spend the rest of that ridiculous flight totally spiraling out of control. Now I'm angry. Who says that? And why would she bring up something that she's upset about before we fly? And I think, well, maybe she's going to come back to talk. She never does. 
She was too comfortable up in first class. Of course, I don't go up there because I'm a runner. Runners avoid conflict at all costs. So instead of doing the right thing, the healthy thing, no, I just sat back in row 12 and stewed and thought, okay, I got to get a plan together. I need to have my comeback. I've got to figure out why she's upset and and I got to make sure she knows why I'm so upset that she would even do something like this and this is not how you're supposed and so for hours I melt down to when we finally land in New York City I get my stuff and I'm I am not in a good place and she gets off first obviously and by the time I catch up with her I don't want to talk I don't want to be on vacation I don't want to be anywhere near her She's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, honestly, why would you do that? She's like, why would I do what? I went, you know what you did. Have you ever had this conversation? (laughs) Where you're for certain something bad is about to happen. And your spouse is like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? They're totally confused. I'm like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You said those four terrible words. We need to talk. So finally, she gets it out of me. She's like, what is your deal, man? What's going on? I go, what's going on? You're obviously upset about something. Why would you say that? Um, Because just before I left you, at the beginning of the flight, you said, we need to talk. So I know something's wrong. She's like, oh, my gosh. Is that what you're upset about? I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm upset about. That's not cool to do. Now, I've you know had a horrible flight. She's like, look. I'm sorry that I worded it this way, but all I was saying is that when we land, we need to talk about what pizza restaurant you want to go to first, because I know you love New York City pizza. So I was trying to figure out which one is he going to want to visit before we even check into the hotel. Oh, It wasn't a fight. It wasn't a problem. She didn't intend to spiral me out of control for hours on end. That was a consequence of being a runner. So we're talking about these three major different avoidance styles and reactions to trauma, to hurt, to feeling betrayed. And we've already talked about the fighter. Now we're talking about the runner. Oh, who is this? Mark Manson. He has a great quote that kind of summarizes the avoidant attachment style quite well. And it goes something like, The avoidant attachment types are extremely independent, self-directed, and often uncomfortable with intimacy. They're commitment phobes and experts at rationalizing their way out of intimate situations. They regularly complain about feeling crowded or suffocated. When people try to get close to them in every relationship, they always have an exit strategy, always. And they often construct their lifestyle in such a way to avoid commitment or too much intimate contact. Man, the avoidant style is something that I have lived by, right? This is, this is the guy who works 80 hours a week and gets annoyed when a woman he dates wants to see him. So there's there's several aspects of the avoidance style or the runner, right? So you can remember with anything, it's not necessarily just all or nothing. You're 
every bit of this. But there might be a primary aspect. And for me, I haven't so much been afraid of intimacy or afraid of being connected. I have, though, been incredibly avoidant on conflict. And a lot of men are avoidant with conflict. We don't like conflict. It makes us nervous. It pushes our buttons. We start feeling controlled. We feel like a failure. We feel uh, defective in some way. And our reaction to that is to shut down or to run away from it. Right? We tend to be distrusting of others. Uh, we ruminate like I did on the flight. I mean, I worked myself up into a total frenzy when all I really had to have done was, you know, after takeoff and the pilot's like, hey, you can get up now, walk about the cabin. I could have walked forward and gone, hey, and th these are things I've had to learn. Hey, look, I don't know if something's going on, but remember when you, when, when I hear the phrase, we need to talk, that totally stresses me out. So is there something negative? And we don't have to get onto it now. We don't have to even have the conversation. Honestly, if it is negative, why don't we wait till we're done with the vacation first? But am I misreading this? And I could have known within 20 minutes, I could have been done and been like, oh, she wanted to talk about pizza. But because I'm a runner, because I'm an avoider, I didn't, I didn't allow that chance to manifest because I was shut down. Gottman would say stonewalling. Markman and Stanley would say avoiding, which leads to brokenness. It leads to divorce because we blow things out of proportion, right? So we turn small things into really big things, but we don't ever allow genuine hurt or problems in a relationship to ever find hopefully some sort of resolution, but we we've learned. And if you've been listening, you know that we're not going to solve everything, but you can't even get to understanding when you're a runner or if you allow your runningness to get out of control. That's why it's so destructive is you don't even give the relationship a chance to succeed. I know a big trait of the runner is we like to find fault. We're quick to find fault in others, right? Because it can't be my fault. I'm too nice. Well, I didn't yell, right? We confuse avoiding being different from the anxious style or the person who's going to escalate and let you know exactly how upset they are, right? Those people are the bad ones. We're the good ones. The problem is we're just as angry. We're just as ticked off. We're just doing our ticked offness differently. We're doing it by running. And it causes more pain. The reason, by the way, our goal in running, where it, it's going to be the same goal for everybody, right? So the anxious style or the fighter is fighting because they're hurt and they're wanting connection. They're wanting to be accepted instead of feeling rejected. The runner is the same thing. My goal in shutting down is to protect myself from hurt, is to avoid that pain. I've, I look at pain, the runner looks at pain as a bad thing and it's not. 
That's a hard lesson for the runner to learn is pain is a good thing. Pain means I care about the person. The person cares about me. It means we're in a significant relationship and there's something that needs to be addressed. So instead of addressing it, we choose to run. We choose to avoid the pain, avoid the hassle. That's a word like, oh my gosh, do we have to? Well, yeah, we do. In close relationships, we do. Conflict, remember this, conflict is only an opportunity. That's all it is. It's neither good or evil. It becomes evil and destructive when it remains unresolved or you don't deal with it. You allow it to fester and and eventually the runner is going to become the fighter. Eventually, we're going to blow. We just stuff and stuff and stuff. We can only do that so long. So conflict is not a bad thing. Conflict is just a thing. It's an opportunity. And if we're willing to engage in a loving way, if we're willing to engage and we're willing to experience the negative side of a relationship, the pain, then what we get on the other side of that is a closer relationship, more intimacy, better understanding of each other. What you're really wanting is affirmation when you're running. What you're really wanting is a calm environment when you're running. The problem is running doesn't produce any of that. You want things to be more easygoing, but the more you run, the more turmoil and the more pain and the more discomfort and the more chaos you're creating in your relationship. And you're still triggering the other person who is probably a fighter. So we don't make things better. We don't create the kind of environment we want when we run. So if you don't want conflict to be an ugly thing, if you don't want conflict to end in the dissolution of your relationship, you have to be willing to embrace the pain. Pain, I need to come up with a shirt on this. Pain is a good thing. It's an opportunity. It's not a bad deal. But it's only good when you learn to engage lovingly and do the work of repairing the hurt either caused to you or that you caused. By far one of the coolest things I have ever done in 25 years of helping couples is launch this VIP Inner Circle membership Check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. Get 24-7 digital coaching from me, yours truly, Michael Smalley. Find a community, find other people where you get to interact with me every single week. You get to ask your questions. We get to have conversations about the things that matter most to you. Again, check it out smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP.